We're about 48 hours away from Arizona, Oregon, along with we got a lot of U of A basketball to talk to get to, but also let's get to previewing this game and if Arizona can get on to a winning streak. Let's get – thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. You are locked on, Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it Locked On Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we've got a lot to get to this show. Um, First, we're going to talk about Arizona. We're going to talk a little bit about Oregon. And I wanted to talk a little bit about something that I thought earlier. And you know what? I went ahead and I put it out on Twitter, at Iron Mike Luke. And um, curious what you all think. But I believe right now, and again, I get we're only at five games. I believe right now that Arizona is one of the top five receiving core has one of the top five receiving cores in all of college football. Now I put this out on Twitter and I didn't really get many responses other than Ohio state, but who's better than Arizona. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at it right now and here's what Arizona has. That's so unique about this entire situation is that you've got in, you've got in Jacob Cowing, one of the, what, handful of best wide receivers in the country. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Is there not, uh, not, not to my knowledge um, where, uh, and then after that, you've got a Dorian singer, Dorian singer. I think at this fair, it's, it's, it's fair to say that she is going to be Eric. He, she, he is going to be a, uh, he's going to be an NFL player. I don't know at what capacity he's going to be an NFL player, but he's definitely going to be an NFL player. He um, he's right now. I think we're at the stage though where he is going to um, he's going to be. Gosh, um, I watch him right now, and I think to myself, this is a guy that could catch for thirteen hundred yards this year, something like that. And if he catches for thirteen hundred yards, he's squarely on the NFL radar. Now, I think the one thing you'd like to see is him get in the end zone a little bit more. But I don't. I also don't think that there's any reason that he's not going to be able to get into the end zone because, quite frankly, he's been able to get open, and I think he's going to be able to continue to get open. And he, quite frankly, he fits perfectly with what. He fits perfectly with what um, uh, what I'm going to say with what um, uh, Jacob Cowing does because Jacob Cowing is and I'm going to steal a phrase from our good friend Anthony Jamino. Jacob Cowing is the guy who can get deep, but he's also got a little bit of trunk candidate in him, and that he just needs a little bit of a slip, and then he's gone. Um, now, when I look at it, I think that. Um, Singer is kind of the guy, he's kind of the jack of all trades. He can get deep if you need, but he can also run up the field. He can get open. Um, he can, you know, he can take the hitch. There's a lot of different things to like about him. And again, he cuts open. And then you look at the other one, you've got a, uh, 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 you got a T-Mac. T-Mac, as we all know, and we've talked about many times, is uh, the highest rated skill player to ever sign with Arizona in the ratings era. A guy like a Michael Bates probably would have been higher rated than him, but you know, you you get the you get the uh, the gist of that. 
And he, in the last couple of games, has really come alive. He's caught, uh, you know, he's gone for 500, or excuse me, um, uh, he's caught for uh, multiple touchdowns, and he's had multiple one-handed catches as well. You watch him, and it's amazing how he is able to catch the ball in the manner in which he is. It's it's quite unique, but it's also befitting of a player who's five-star prospect. And I think what's also exciting about where these guys are right now is that both of the are all three of them are all three of them are kind of how do I put this? Um, they play off of each other really well, but they also have a very good connection with Jaden Delora. You can tell that, and that's what's unique. Also, what's unique about these guys is sometimes you get really talented wide receivers, but they don't have a great connection with the quarter or with the quarterback. These guys certainly have a great connection with the quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Um, you can just watch on the field. Then you factor in Tanner McLaughlin as well. Tanner McLaughlin at the tight end spot um, is really the first tight end since, what, Rob Gronkowski, who is a consistent guy that you can is going to catch passes down the field, up the seam. And uh, Jed Fish has talked about it, that this is going to – that this is one of uh, – his most talented player, or that this is a guy that they had a lot of expectations for, and he certainly, certainly delivered on that bell right now. Very excited to see what Tanner McLaughlin is able to do. Um, but this team, that's going to be the strength of the team. We were hoping it was going to be the strength of the team uh, going into the season, and there's been nothing to indicate that this won't be the strength of the team going into the season. Um, now, I think what's also fascinating about this squad is where exactly they are at the uh, where exactly they are at the quarterback spot. Because again, you know, Jaden Delora came in, and we all knew that Jaden Delora was uh, you know the Pac-12 Freshman of the Year. But he's been, I think, everything that everybody hoped he would be. You know, there are some moments where you're like, ah, maybe don't throw that. But he's breathed life into an Arizona offense that hasn't had life in a long time. He's been a fantastic player for Arizona. And as long as he's at Arizona, they're going to be able to score points, which leads us into kind of where we're at now with Oregon. Now, we're going to start previewing the game a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow. But as far as Oregon goes... Yes, I know that nobody really gives Arizona much of a chance in this game, and this that isn't meant as the uh, the lame disrespect card that so many people try to play over the years. That's just more meant that, you know, most people don't think that Arizona's going to be able to win this game. Um, I look at it, though, and I think to myself that there are some aspects that Arizona can take advantage of. And first, let's keep it on the offense. Again, Arizona's going to have a margin for error all season because of the offense that they got. Um, now one thing that I do find fascinating is that, um, this, uh, Arizona goes into a game and they're, they should be able to have a baseline of 28 po- or 24 to 28 points, which gives you some margin for error for sure. Because keep in mind when you're dealing with players or when you're dealing with teams that, um, you know, that can score the football it can break up a little bit of the disadvantage that you might have on the other side of the ball. But you look at Oregon, the one thing Oregon doesn't do well is they don't do, they don't defend the pass. Well, they are very good against the run, but they don't defend the pass. Well. And I think that's always going to be an issue for them against Arizona. That's not a good problem to have. Now, what they do do is they defend the run. Well, 
that's going to be certainly something that Arizona is going to have to uh, try to be able to do. If they can't run the ball, then that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And I'm not really breaking any ground. I'm not really breaking any news on that one. Now, um, what Oregon does well is, uh, you know, again, they stop the run and they've got a lot of talented players on offense. You talk about Troy Franklin. All right. You got Troy Franklin in there. Um, you've got uh, uh, at the wide receiver position, 6'3 kid, Chase Coda, who seems like the, he's been there for about 20 years. He's only been there for five. Um, those guys are both really good, uh, especially Troy Franklin. But where Arizona does have an advantage is that Christian Roland Wallace is one of the better cover corners in the entire or in the conference. Um, he's going to be on an island against Troy Franklin. And, you know, the coaching staff obviously feels very comfortable in what Troy Franklin can do because they've essentially, uh, you know, they've trusted him pretty much all season to this point. Um, where I uh, where I, I find uh, this matchup a little or fascinating, though, is what or excuse me, if Arizona, what does Arizona do? Do they uh, do they, you know, basically sell out to stop the run? Because if they sell out to stop the run, which I think is more than a uh, a, a smart move, um, then Oregon's going to have to beat them through the air. Air, Oregon's quarterback is Bo Nix. Not a fan of Bo Nix. I've never been a big fan of Bo Nix. Um, I saw him a lot at Auburn. I know that he has had some good games for Oregon, but I don't really – he's never been a guy that I really think, eh, you better watch out for Bo Nix. He just doesn't do that for me. Um, so I think Arizona 100% is going to have a chance in this game. We're going to talk about that. You'll get my predictions tomorrow. But there's a lot to like with this. Also, the importance of home field advantage here. Um, Arizona always seemingly has a lot of games against Oregon where they play them tough. They just do. And I think when you watch Oregon um, – Generally, they come in and they are a little bit overrated. I'm just saying they're overrated in the sense that, yes, they're a top 15 program, but I think a lot of times people try to bring them in as a top five program. They've never really had the horses consistently on either line to be able to do that. Now, again, they do get players. We've talked about it. You get your DeForest Buckners, your Eric Armsteads, your uh, Kayvon Thibodeaux, players like that for sure. So they do get them, but it's never sustained. Like USC back in the day with Pete Carroll, it was sustained across the board where you had linemen at almost every single position. They don't really have – Oregon's never really had that, and I don't think they're ever going to really have that. But you look at it, there's been a lot of games that Oregon's come in as big-time favorites. You know, Dennis Dixon, Jeremiah Masioli. Uh, heck, a couple years ago with Justin Herbert and Arizona's won. So the people out there that don't give Arizona any bit of a chance, I would say slow your roll a little bit on that one. And again, we'll talk more tomorrow about why they should possibly slow their roll. But there's a lot, though. There's a lot going for Arizona in this case, for sure. Okay, now. Let's talk a little bit first about my solar nerd. Um, guys, or people out there, if you live in a sunny state like ours, it's very likely that you've had a few people stop by offering you free solar. The truth is that, you know, the truth is many of these companies aren't local and it's misleading. And that I think is kind of what's a little frustrating about it for so many people and their tactics seem a little underhanded. My solar nerds mission is simple help you get 
the best solar needs for you. The guys at MySolarNerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand that an educated customer, again, an educated customer is a happy customer. Uh, their no pressure approach will make sure all your questions get answered. They firmly believe that if you live in Arizona, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put industry knowledge to work for you. Again, it's a great deal. And think about it this way. Their listeners will get a 50 or our listeners will get a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no commitment evaluation. This promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners. Visit mysolarnerd.com and select uh, locked on and how you'd hear about us segment. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start your research process by visiting mysolarnerd.com today and show locked on some love by letting them know who sent you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit Arizona hoops. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now let's talk a little bit about, um, about Arizona basketball and about uh, where I see them fitting in this year. Red blue game was all kinds of fun. It's always all kinds of fun. And I think where it's also fun uh, is that you get to get excited about somebody that you maybe shouldn't be excited about, or you can just see how they move and they're a little bit more fluid, just whatever the case may be. Um, that guy, I think for a lot of people out there were, well, let's start in the front court, was Umar Ballo. Uh, Umar Ballo, big, big fan of Umar Ballo on this show. Um, we're always going to be big fans of Umar Ballo on this show, mainly because I think that uh, what's exciting about Umar Ballo is he has come back and he has been significantly, he's significantly better fit than he was last year. You watched him last year. He was clearly carrying a couple extra pounds and I think it affected his agility, his mobility. You watch him now and he is cut beyond belief. He's uh, and he was showing some moves. He was showing a little bit of a, you know, wiggle in the low post that you generally don't see from big guys, or certainly I don't think that you saw that uh, from Umar Ballo. He's going to play 28, 29 minutes per game. I can feel very comfortable in saying that, that he's going to play that, that type of, uh, that, that type of role. Um, uh, now here's where it gets fascinating though. Who are, uh, then you guys, so it's going to be a Julius Tabellis. It's going to be Umar Ballo. How do they mix? How do they sync next to each other? I think that's where a lot of people are going to have some questions, but I think it's also going to be exciting to see how they do fit. And then people on top of that got to see Henry Visar for the first time. Henry Visar, very, very talented. Um, he's going to take a couple years though. I'm just telling people now he's going to take a couple years and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you know, and but he's going to be that third big. You watch him. He can move around pretty well. He's long. He's athletic or he's pretty athletic. He's got broad shoulders. He can play. He can play good basketball, but he's also probably going to be more in that 17, 18 minute per game realm. And so, again, with that comes probably seven points, four rebounds, blocks, something like that. But you watch him, though, and you can tell that there is a lot to work with there. Um, and I think that's what's exciting for Arizona fans is that um, you watch VSR and you know to yourself that uh, two uh, in a year or two, this is going to be a player who is going to be real problems for people across the country. All right. Now, 
Uh, so then you got the fourth guy, Dylan Anderson. Big fans of Dylan Anderson on this show. Jason Shear, my good buddy, and I have gone back and forth on Dylan Anderson a lot. I am a fan. Um, I don't care that he dropped in the ratings. I understand the reason that he dropped in the ratings, and that's mainly because he kind of floated around the perimeter in high school. But I don't care about that with Tommy Lloyd. I really don't because Tommy Lloyd is going to play him where he should, where he deems him fit, and he deems Dylan Anderson fit to play on the perimeter. Big fan of like, like I said, big fan of what uh, the possibilities there for Dylan. Um, I'd like to see him redshirt this year. Uh, because I think that, you know, in the weight room, he's going to have a real opportunity to continue to uh, get muscular, to continue to build on what he's got. And by next year, I think he'll be able to, I think he'll be ready to play. And I think by his third year in the program, he's going to be a real contributor. Um, again, there, he's got a lot of things you can't teach height and he's more athletic than people give him credit for. So Dylan Anderson, keep an eye on him. Also, one thing that you need to keep an eye on is the Get Upside app. All right. Are you worried about every time you go to the pump, you're like, oh, gosh, this is going to be another problem here. Um, the Get Upside app is the best place to go. It's an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. And again, I know people that use Upside, and they all swear by it. Um, download the free Upside app and use promo code Locked On to get $5 or more back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use promo code LOCKED. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, come back, and we're going to talk about that Arizona front court a little bit more. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Happy Thursday, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now... Up front, that's obviously going to be where Arizona is going to uh, um, make its bones this year. Um, Arizona is going to need to win a lot of games like that, and they're going to need to win a lot of games in the low post. And there's no reason, too, that I don't think that they can do that because you've already got a Julius Tabellis who you know should be an All-American. If he's not an All-American, he's going to be somewhere in that discussion. And if he's not somewhere in the discussion, then something went wrong. But he should be a guy that gets 18 points, uh, you know, 18 points, eight rebounds, and really just kind of flexes himself on the entire country right there. Um, that's what you're expecting from him. Ballo, you know, I was talking with my guy, John Brogan, and uh, we're both kind of like, he's going to be a is he can he be an all-conference player and that's never anything that I thought that we would be talking about with Umar Ballo going into the season but that's kind of where we're at right now um and then after that you've got two long athletic uh, or you know fairly decent athletic uh, bigs that you can uh, um play behind them for a little bit and that you've got uh, again we talked about Visar we talked about Dylan Anderson so there's a lot to like we're going to talk tomorrow more about the uh uh, the front court, or excuse me, about the uh, the wings and what they can all bring to the equation. But make no mistake about it, that front court is going to be a big part of what Arizona basketball does. Um, I think a big plan for them is to be able to beat people down. And if they can beat people down off the – or excuse me, if they can beat people down, then you start looking and you're like, all right, well, that's going to be a problem for teams out there, especially teams like UCLA that only have essentially one big. That's going to be a really brutal matchup for them against Arizona. So, again, we're going to talk a lot about that more uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. 
But as always, really appreciate you keeping it locked on Wildcats. We will be back with you tomorrow. Have a great Thursday. And Friday, tomorrow is going to be prediction time.